Hi, I'm Pastor Neil. Welcome to the Pastor's Table. Today, we're going to be talking about faith for character change. And we're going to be starting out in John 21, 19. And you're thinking, John 21, 19? Why John 21, 19? Well, grab a pen, grab some paper, maybe get some popcorn, and you're going to find out. It's a great story in the Bible, and we're going to have a great discussion today. God bless. Well, hello again. We so love to come together and talk about the things of the Word. One of the things that's come up as we've in our discussions is what about character? How, how is it that we're more a bunch of characters than having character? <laughs> when we talk in, in Christianese, we often have a hard time coming to the place where, oh my goodness, how are we going to ever walk in the kind of character God's called us to? We recognize it's a struggle. We, we know that. There are some things that we have to face to get there. And we have to face ourselves primarily. But there are some clues. And you actually can enjoy it. It's not going to be a time where you're all, you know, tied up in Christianology. There are places where you can actually walk in it in peace, enjoy your life, be blessed, and manifest the character of God without you being weird. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And, and it should be an enjoyable ride. Amen. Now, Pastor Neil was talking about this one scripture from John. He's going to read that, and we're going to go from there. Absolutely. So this, just to set it up, this is where um, Jesus has, he's, he's risen. He's back with the disciples before he does his final ascent. And he's, they're on the beach, and he's, um, some people say he's restoring Jesus, where he, or sorry, restore, restoring Peter, where he talks about, you know, feed my sheep the three times, and, and does he... Jesus, or Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, we'll feed my sheep. And then he says, um, in verse 19 of John 21, it says, This spake he signif um, signifying what death should, uh, he should glorify God. So Jesus has just uh, prophesied how Peter's going to die and glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. And then in verse 20, it says, Then Peter, turning about, Seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John, following, which also leaned on the breast at the supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? And Peter, seeing, Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? And Jesus saith unto him, if I, will, if I will that he tarry till I come. So that means if, I, if, if it's okay by me that he's going to stay until I come back. What is it to you, to you Peter? Follow thou me. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Mind your own beeswax. Yeah. <laughs> King James Version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's just had a character lesson here. <laughs> Directly from Jesus. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah, it really is. You know, um, we don't need to be concerned about other people. Uh, I've said it many times before, when, when we go to the day of judgment, nobody else is going to be there except for yeah. us and Jesus. You know, right. you and Jesus are going to be there, and he's going to be talking about your life. He's not going to be talking about some, what somebody else did to you in your life. He's going to be talking about how you responded in your life. What it, did you do what God asked you to do? Were you focused on him in your life? And, and um, did you allow him 
to work in your life and and help you and grow your character and those are the things that he's going to be focusing on in our lives and and um, like you were saying pastor when it is something that's easy and it's um, well, it depends on how hard you want to hold on to your flesh, whether it's going to be uh, an enjoyable experience or not. But really, it, it, it comes down to do you have faith that God is going to be gracious and help you through those processes in, in developing your character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of it is, is being honest with what you did. Yeah. Uh, when, as a teacher in a kindergarten class, mm-hmm. things happen. And I have to be like a detective and find out <laughs> exactly what happened. Because, you know, like if parents, you know, do I need to form, form parents? Do I need to talk to people? Do I need to talk to who is involved? What actually went on? That's interesting sometimes because you're like you, you, you have to get the whole picture from five-year-olds. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And so you find out what actually happened. And many times it's like, but they did. And I'm like... I'm not talking about what they did. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about what you did. Mm-hmm. And so coming to the, the matter of um, settling what you did and the choices that you made mm-hmm. and wh- well, you know, and why is unimportant, but you did it. Mm-hmm. And you have to like accept something that you did. And it's, it's great that you know, we have a, a God that forgives us but you can't resolve sin unless you repent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, you need to be honest about that. And that is the best thing that you can do is oh, to yeah. be honest about it. Um, again, I've said this in another uh, episode of The Pastor's Table. You know, God is into reality. <laughs> he is the best reality show that you can have in your life. Um, he's the most honest reality show that you can have in your life. And um, if you come to him in that reality and being honest about what you did, not about, <laughs> you think, think about Adam and Eve. You know, Adam's, one of the first words that out of Adam's mouth was, it was that woman you gave me. <laughs> that, Excuses. That is not the right answer. Like no. you said, Pastor, yeah. that is an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, honor and reality <laughs> says, <laughs> says, yeah, you know what? I ate, I ate of the fruit of that tree. Uh, um, I, I made a mistake here, Lord. I, I, I'm sorry. I need your help. I need that repentance. I need that help to turn in this, you know. Yeah. Adam was the first one to pass the buck. Yes. <laughs> people have been passing it ever since. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a good picture of some of the things you mentioned, you know, the fact that um, at the judgment, we will individually stand before the Lord, all yeah. of us individually, yeah. and give an account. And so even in that reference there to uh, in Genesis in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, there comes the presence of the Lord in the garden, just as He always does. Yeah. And they ran and hid because of fear, yeah. which came as a result of their sin, right? Yeah. And so there is running, there is hiding. Uh, and but the Lord still confronted them very specifically. Why? Why did you run? Yeah. Right. And so um, you can see there, even in that, there is a picture of that judgment. But there's there's no place to pass the buck in the presence of the Lord. There's no place to <laughs> to run and hide from yeah. the one who sees everything. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, 
sometimes that can cause fear in people knowing that. Yeah. But it only causes fear when we're conscious and aware of our sin and not conscious and aware of the goodness and the grace and the mercy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. If we're conscious of that, conscious of that, he's the one we want to run to, yeah. not mm-hmm. run from. Mm-hmm. He's the one That's that, right. oh, I made a mistake or, oh, I saw something in my character I don't like. I want to run to him with that, mm-hmm. not try to fix it up with fig leaves, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And Which will on, die. On my own, <laughs> yeah. right? And it, before I come into the presence of God. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of uh, unfortunately, when it comes to character and things like that, uh, people try to hide things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, people try to cover over what's going on in their lives because they don't want others to see and be, and they don't want to be judged by other people. Yeah. You know, it's a. I'm sure you've heard many, many a time about putting on the church face and coming yeah. to church because well, I want. I mean, I could tell you stories, right, <laughs> of putting on the church face because. There are things going, maybe going on that you don't want others to, to see. And, 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 but why are we like that? Why mm-hmm. do we run and hide? Why do question. we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, part, I mean, it's a very good question. We could probably spend the, the rest of the time talking about things like that. Mm-hmm. But why is it that people run and hide? Mm-hmm. You said something I think that is very key to this, Pastor Jason, mm-hmm. is the fact that people don't understand the love of God. Yeah. They don't yeah, understand I his grace. Yeah. They don't understand his mercy. Mm-hmm. They don't have a comp- we, we don't have a comprehension of that. Uh, I know in my life, uh, before the Lord got a hold of me, I didn't have a comprehension of God and that he is love and that he is gracious and that he is merciful. Yeah. And anytime I saw sin in my life, I had to go and run and hide. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. I couldn't handle the reality of it because I didn't understand God's love for me. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to smite me. He was going to help me. That's right. Mm-hmm. Change my character and yeah. grow yeah. and become a better Christian, become a better man, become a better husband, become a better father, become a better an accountant, become a better employee, become a better anything. You can put anything in that yes. that that sentence there. But when when I when I got a grasp, and it was a very small grasp at the beginning, I have a much bigger grasp, and it's always growing. But when at the beginning, when I got that small grasp of Jesus's uh, of God's love for me, mm-hmm. um, I, I often describe it like as I was getting the reality of the sin in my life, I was also getting the reality of God's love in mm-hmm. my life, and I was able to come to Him and be honest. And there was a, a like a miraculous change in my life and mm-hmm. my character. In in mm-hmm. and He's still working on my character, but I now have that understanding of God's love in my life and His love for me, and that. The only thing that is going to happen out of him wanting to change my character is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Is a good is is a growth in me. Is a, a a better closeness to God in my life. A better relationship with my wife and my children. A better ability to do my job at work. A better ability to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Anything in my life. It's just going to create that better ability when we understand God's love. That's right. Mm. And the understanding of that love, when you understand it, you can operate it mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it actually is like you think it would be hard, but it actually it's much more easy. Yeah. Um, and then you, you act differently because you know what is available for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing with forgiveness. Um, we don't forgive. The reason we forgive is because he first forgave us. Mm-hmm. That's why we forgive. 
not because someone said sorry, but God forgave us. Mm-hmm. And and so so these these things that become available to us that God gives us, then we can give to others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we can't do it unless we receive it first. Because mm-hmm. then we can't have it to give. I've watched little children do it. You must see it. <coughs> you said as kindergarten children, when they do something wrong, they hide. Mm-hmm. Even uh, I've seen that with uh, looking after other people's children and, and uh, little relatives. I remember one particular case with brothers and, and just ran down the hallway with a crayon in hand all the way down with a crayon. And oh. the mom came in and said, who did that? And the little fellow put his hand behind his back, crayon still in hand, and said, and blamed his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who was nowhere present. <laughs> and I often thought, this is a good sermon. Because, <laughs> you know, here we see, even as adults, we get into a place where we're troubled. We think we're going to lose something. That admission is loss of something, perhaps loss of control. There are many mm-hmm. kinds of losses we fear when facing truth. Mm-hmm. So one of them is, is loss of control. Uh, loss of, of the ability to have a fig leaf, <laughs> uh, loss of a covering. Mm-hmm. And we also feel that what if I lose trust with someone mm-hmm. or they don't like me anymore? If I lose a friendship, mm-hmm. if, I, if, if so-and-so really knew what I was like, mm-hmm. would they still like me? Not mm-hmm. even God, but just a friend or a spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen that is, is when there's been adultery in a marital relationship. Should I tell or shouldn't I tell? There are a lot of people who have different views on that. What is it about sin that wants that fig leaf? Mm -hmm. And it's going to fade. And and frankly, the the fig leaf is very representative of the things that we try to use, the the selfish things that we try to use that fade. Mm-hmm. Only the blood of Jesus is eternal. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. And for years they tried to use the blood of animals, and that didn't work either. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 those things that we, all those things that we attempt to cover, never work. And in the end, the blame, all those things to push off, to cover, to hide, to put up some kind of a spiritual umbrella to make it look nice or put mm-hmm. the right face on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of it works. And and facing it is the best thing always. Oh, yeah. That's right. You know, I, I love that where it says in Hebrews. Now, I like the King James Version. I know that that's okay. Love the version you read. And, and it's, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. It doesn't say come clean first. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, you know, say everything first. It doesn't say, okay, that's, we've got to go and have a confession and, and kneel on some pencils or chalk. It, it just says come. Then we get fixed. Uh-huh. The fix happens in Jesus' presence, not outside it. Mm-hmm. And, right. and I, I've never been fixed any other way. It, yeah. it certainly took a little courage. Yeah, yeah. Took trust too. Yeah, and, and something that you should know is that everybody is having their character change. Yes, everybody. You are not unique. <laughs> <laughs> it may be slightly different than the person sitting next to you, but I can guarantee you that the person sitting next to you is God's working on their character just yeah. as much as He's working on your character. The difference is, are you going to let Him? Mm-hmm. That's right. Are you going to let him work on your character? Are you going to let go of that flesh or whatever it is that really enjoys that thing or whatever it is and allow him to build your character and, and trust him? There's a verse here, a few verses in 1 John chapter 4 that talk about what we've been talking about today. And uh, it starts here. 
in verse, I guess we'll start in verse 17, 17, 18, and 19. 17, 18, and 19 says this, and this is from the Amplified Version here. It says, in this, I'm going to skip a little bit of stuff here. In this, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us, that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Mm. Because as He is, so are we mm. in this world. Oh, that's powerful. Now let's continue here, because these are verses that we read quite often. Mm -hmm. This is, no, sorry, there is no fear in love, yeah. but full-grown love or perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. Wow. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. And then it goes on to say, we love because he first loved us. Wow. And so you see how that fits in with what we're talking about, mm -hmm. running and hiding because of, yeah. of sin, because of fear of punishment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he who fears is not perfected and is not growing in love. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because he's still afraid of being punished. He said, but if we're walking in love, we have no fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. we, can stand, we can have confidence and boldness. But the reason why we can walk in that love as he is, so are we in this world is because He first loved us. Mm -hmm. When we know that we're forgiven and that He loves us and cares about us, we're not afraid of punishment for sin mm -hmm. because we know He took the punishment for our sin. Mm -hmm. Right. And when we believe that and we know His love in that, then we don't have to be afraid and we can come to Him with boldness and with confidence, as you had mentioned, come boldly to the throne of grace. Yeah. We can come with boldness and confidence, and that love begins to perfect and mature in us. Yeah. And so we can walk and live in the same love that He loves us with. And that just drives all fear out. It turns it out of doors. I like that. It just yeah. it gets That's rid good. of all fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? And so what, what He's saying here is so applicable in a very rudimentary way in, a, in every believer's life. Because... It's so foundational to know that God loves us. Mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, we live like they did, you know, sin brings the fear of punishment. Mm -hmm. But knowing that Jesus himself put his life down to pay for sin for us while we were yet sinners, mm -hmm. when we know that he's already taken care of that, we can see God's love in that for us. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to be afraid of punishment any longer because Jesus took that punishment for us. Yeah. And that becomes such a reality in our hearts and lives, so much so that even when we do see things in our character that come up, we see things like, I'm just missing it here, I'm just falling short, or I'm saying the things I don't want to say, or I'm reacting the way I don't really... There's this inner mm -hmm. conflict that goes on because in your heart, you want to do right. Yeah. Yeah, in your heart, absolutely. you want to live the way that pleases God. Mm -hmm. yeah. In your heart, you really do want that. Mm -hmm. That's why there's that conflict. That's why there's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. But... Instead of running and hiding and trying to fix that, when you know and are confident in God's love, you come to Him openly and boldly and say, mm -hmm. you've already taken care of this. Mm -hmm. You've already, you've accepted me and loved me well before this took place, well before I saw anything in my character mm -hmm. that doesn't measure up. Mm -hmm. And because you do, I can trust you with getting this stuff out of my life. And that perfect love begins to work and push all that stuff out mm -hmm. from the inside out. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Amen. The punishment 
part is so crucial for every person. If you would just face that, what are you afraid of? What what do you actually think God is going to do when, you, when you're mm-hmm. honest? If you can say, hey, you know what? I was expecting God to bring out a big stick and beat me. Well, that's not God. Mm-hmm. No. That's not what we've been talking about. So if you can face the fact that the punishment that's been cooking in your mind may not be the truth. That's right. It'll be easier to face the things that you believe were hurting or done wrong or that you're having trouble admitting. Mm-hmm. When you realize the punishment's paid, mm-hmm. it's a great day. Mm-hmm. Amen.